Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. Artists get a little a little pass. Oh, you know, I have you a get good a good story. Oh, do you? Artist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's well, do our little intro. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No problem. It's people don't expect any sort of semblance of of good radio work here. This is this is just us. Okay. Yeah, we're going. Ready? Okay. Okay. Are we on? <sighs> yeah, we're on. Welcome to Legacy Matters. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for all the comments. We love our listeners. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be fair, I don't know each of our listeners, so I do appreciate them. But wow. But I mean, of course you don't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm saying we love the fact that people listen and leave great comments. Oh God, it's it's Tuesday here in the studio, and I know. And we all know what that means. That means Monday night was bowling. It was bowling night last night, and I stayed a little extra long. That's okay. I I was. having a good time bowling i'm glad yeah i'm glad and i was at the meal oh yeah how uh, long did you stay magazine uh launch party last night which by the time anyone listens to this we will have released yeah it Peter's was great yeah episode. it was fantastic uh meal magazine a new publication a new publication out of the twin cities really cool um, yeah heavy content heavy hardcore kick-ass designed magazine. yeah i mean it's it's way cooler than i'm accustomed to it kind of made me feel yeah somehow inadequate but but in a good way it's really cool Listen, you represent the midwest i'm total midwest you're total hipster dude you're <laughs> hipster like, yeah you're like an original hipster i don't know you are I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I've been called OG. a woodsman before. Well that's what a hipster is i don't like is it hipsters i always was like woodster I always took a little. Bridget, I don't know if she agrees with that. Sort of took offense to it in a way. Should we? Should we? Well, let's do do your weather. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for coming here and listening, tuning in. Uh, Anyways, the weather's (laughs) great today. Well, it's chilly actually. It's I woke up and it's like only nine. But isn't it nice to see the sun? Yeah, sun's there, so it doesn't really matter if it's cold. It's uh, super crisp, and uh, you know, across the street this morning. The dudes are framing a house. I mean, that's Midwest right there. That's Minnesota. I don't know why you do that. It's fine. I know work has to continue through the winter, but you know they used to they used to take the winters off and construction. There's no time used to get laid off. There's no time for that, and that would you know people can't afford to do that. But your your neighborhood is a disaster because <laughs> my <of> neighborhood <laughs> is a, it's just total disaster. Like your street, you can't even drive up and down your street. There's big trucks and there's dirt everywhere. And I live in a neighborhood that is going through. Um, I don't know what is it. I mean gentrification. It, they yeah, call it, Jim, I mean basically Jimsy. we have. You know, small houses that are just scraped and then big houses being built. And it's nonstop. Yep. So here we are in February. Scrape the house, dig it out, and now they're framing and it's only nine degrees outside. You know where they have nice houses? Um, give me a clue. Germany. They really? Well, <laughs> that was, yeah. Okay, thanks for the clue, Sam. <laughs> You can see how this is going, Bridget. Yeah, that's a pretty big clue, wasn't right. it? Oh, oh, Germany. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll check that out when I swing by. Okay, 
I'd like to go to Switzerland, actually. They do. All I'm saying is they they make very stout homes over there. Most of them are poured concrete walls, or at least like residential homes are. Right. And they're really sturdily built. And and the, the older homes, when you drive around the countryside, they'll have like a... They'll have a little plaque above the door that says when it was built, and it's like, you know, 1819. No, like 1122 and 1384 and whatever. Like that that's when, see that. That's when the farms were made. Yeah, I know, but that's cool. I'm sure it's cool. Jeez. I'm a little bit more. I like, like a modern? little bit more modern. Really? Vibe. Yeah. All right. Well, we're the reason I brought up Germany. We're going to introduce. Our guest and I am going to, I'm going to get this right. Okay. We have in the studio today from, and this is the whole thing is difficult, but it's Damp Works, and that's nope. uh, a, a distillery here in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, over in St. Paul, St. Louis Park, Park. St. Louis mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Okay, Long and connection. and yes. our guest is Bridget Leffolds. Leffelholtz. Leffelholtz. God darn it. I was so close. You were, you were right there. That was good pretty job. good, Sam. Leffelholtz. Bridget, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks I got for a B me. plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, Bridget, you're representing for your family you is betcha. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, you betcha. You betcha. You're, geez, you're representing for your state, too. Yeah. Yeah. Got the right. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Magazine in front of me. You do. Yeah. You do. And, you know, we've got your website pulled up. I'm like, Oh. Already getting thirsty. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. hey, no, I'm, I'm right there I'm with you. I'm just saying, you know. All right, so Bridget, what yeah. is happening here? This is a family-owned distillery right mm-hmm. in St. Louis Park. Yes. And uh, would you? I think you said you started four years ago. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So how'd this happen? Um, brief synopsis. So my father is actually from Germany, uh, purebred, uh, even though he considers considers himself a mutt he was born in southern (laughs) germany um and if you know anything about the geography of germany and like drinking culture food culture it does range between southern and northern um east west so on and so forth and each pocket has its own interpretation anyways uh born in southern germany uh fruit brandies are kind of the king spirits there and then he spent most of his upbringing in northern Germany. So that's kind of where the herbal liqueurs fit in. So if you're looking at our product portfolio, you'll see a range of um, very traditional uh, German-style spirits. Um, he Where in southern Germany? Uh, Mühldorf, which is kind of like southern-western Germany. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. It's if you know where the Black Forest is, it's kind of yeah. Like so the, south of Frankfurt and whatever. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Well, Frank- I mean, it's. So you lived in Germany. So. I I did, but my my. Well, there is, the thing about <laughs> Germany, right? Like you say, very far south. Germany is only the size of two Wisconsin's, <laughs> put together. So like like when you when you're talking to a German and you're saying like, well. Well, maybe we should go visit Berlin, and they're like, "Well, that's way on the other side of the country." Like, okay, well, yeah, but how long does it take to get there? Like, well, you'd be driving for like four hours. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, four hours. Like, I drive up to northern Minnesota. It's four. That's they, where the cabin is. The geography, even though it's, it, it like to them, distance is different than distance is for us here in yeah. America. I would say. Yeah. So it's it's in the southern part of Germany, but um, and then where did he grow up in the north? Uh, in Bremerhaven, which is very much uh, kind of a, a coastal 
coastal town or city. It was heavily okay. with like shifts, uh, ships and transportation and um, kind of water focused sure. businesses. Um, very wet, very cold. Um, like kind of North Sea. North stuff. Sea, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, and we have family in Frankfurt and Kiel, which is basically Denmark at that point. Um, you okay. can take like a little ferry and get to Denmark in a couple of hours. Uh-huh. Fun. So, so the question is, how did this happen in St. Louis Park four years ago? Um, oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. It's a fair question. Fair question, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Mean, how does a northern German yeah, get I mean, to I mean, St. Louis so, Park? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he, and, and you can fill in the blanks. I mean, it can be a long, you know. It's a big blank. I mean, really? how did your dad get to? How did he get to, to Minnesota? Minnesota? For that matter, it's always about a woman, right? Ain't well, it though? Yes. Ain't it though? It yeah, sure it really is. Your mom, the temptress, brought yes. him over. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I I can hear my mom groaning uh, somewhere. In, oh my gosh! You <laughs> somewhere know what? in the I States. have. So because you're representing your family, I have this. I have the questions you know i haven't busted out my questions for a long time oh sure but you know i have my question here and and that's going to be do you know where your parents met yeah and that's where you're going isn't that's it? where that's exactly where i'm going well you are prepared. all right let's do it yeah let's do it where'd they meet um well first a little bit of background so he worked with Drea, um and uh, before that he did apprenticeships so they're kind of more long-term uh, internships. So he worked with breweries and distilleries, um, kind of more on the chemical engineer side, uh, chemicals optimizing their distillation process. So even before he came to the U.S. and was working in food and beverage, he was kind of more on the production floor. And so that's kind of where his background comes into for distilling. And so he worked with a German company that also had... Um, business ties in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And um, through a kind of a rocky divorce in Germany, he decided he wanted to get out and uh, found himself in Pittsburgh, uh, was friends with a Frenchman, which is rare. Um, and um, <laughs> you can't, You're right, you can't be friends with the French. Not possible. <laughs> <laughs> we lo- I love the French, don't uh, worry. Just kidding, I have several French French. Uh, yeah. what, what time frame what uh, era is this roughly that was 30 years ago right if i'm okay yeah so so i'm alive yeah then, yeah you know i yeah. definitely am <laughs> you're, you're like yeah. an old man already by that point. i'm riding my bmx bike <laughs> mind you i was not there for this so this is no. all storytelling on my yeah on my this isn't <laughs> no part this of is your memory good. no yeah. this is good yeah. yeah um so met my mother and she was a Minnesotan girl that was found herself in Pittsburgh as well. Sure. Um, uh, she was in Boston uh, with Tufts University, uh, mm. kind of a graduate program. Uh, came to Pittsburgh also for a man uh, that didn't work out. <sighs> Tragic stories. That's uh, <laughs> that, that, like that's I, I wonder if you know maybe at one point in human history migration was more about food and stuff, but I think now it's just all about the opposite Connection. sex. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, gotta be right. It's, yeah. it's the only reason anyone does anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's the way I work it. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, anyways, yeah. go, go ahead. <laughs> Don't let us distract you. Actually, from- we have to. She's, uh, you're, you know, you're young and you and full of energy, so you talk. You, like you got a lot of speed, and I got to slow you down a little bit so oh. I can. Uh, no, no, you're doing no, great. No, you're don't, doing listen, great. Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying the information comes out so quickly and accurately, precisely. Like we're it's, old and slow. It's, listen, it's not that quick. 
It's I <laughs> might just be a little. Slow. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's I'm balance. <laughs> get okay. Out of here. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, so anyway, so your mom is out there. Yep, my mom yes. was out in Pittsburgh. Met my father. Had my brother. Um, mm-hmm. We're three years in age difference. And, okay. Um, is I, it just the two of you? It's just the. Well, I have a half sister as well in Northern Germany. Okay. So from the previous yep. marriage. Yep. Uh, so I have familial ties in Germany still. Um, hence, you know, why we why we visit a lot and why we have the opportunity to go to a lot of distilleries and all of that and keep that German style and tradition alive because uh, you learn from your predecessors. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. So um, my mom was raising a family with him, wanted to get back to Minnesota, as most people do. It's a great place to live <laughs> for families. And she convinced him uh, a very sea water oriented guy to move to a landlocked state so well, we thought, got that we got we got lakes we got lots of lakes and we got superior it feels like like yeah. big water not to northern germany <laughs> no one, yeah, no where one. it's like it's you can a lot <laughs> like an ocean I don't know. All right, fine. Anyways. <laughs> uh, he worked with Ecolab. Uh, ah, sure. uh, 25 years in the food and beverage industry. Worked with Cargill and Minnetonka. Um, and I think my mom just got so annoyed with him complaining about how all of the beer and the sausages and the meat, and sometimes even the bread, uh, made its way over to, to Minnesota but none of the spirits that are so commonly found in Germany. Um, and so she was like, now, now's your time. <laughs> why don't, why don't uh, you just make them. <laughs> yeah, just make them. I, you know, I, I have to give credit to her. She's, she's the breadwinner in my family. And it, I mean, she's the support, support network that we yeah. have. Um, we call her HR, Human Resources Officer, because my brother and I, we get fired a lot. Um, it's a family business. You... Who uh, who does the firing? My father, for You're, sure. Yeah. Yes. Is he a fiery fiery German oh. dude? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Papa. Uh, no, I love it. I love that. Well, it all makes sense. I mean, somebody. It's a. I mean, it's a startup. I mean, yeah. you guys are taking. You know, that's a that's a huge leap. Yeah. And um, you and your brother both work there. Yeah. On on a. As, at will basis <laughs> like, yes yes <laughs> like not not all the time yeah my brother was a computer engineer and then soon he switched to uh food science um i landed in new york and i was working with wines of germany and i realized that i could be doing the exact same thing for my family versus a corporation um so i found myself back in uh the distillery and when my father started, he honestly thought he was going to do it alone. Hence why we didn't open with the cocktail lounge. Sure. It was just the distillery. And uh, now he has a little little team of minions, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> when, when he wants them. When, when he wants them. We're, right. we're rarely in all alliance. But um, yeah, and now that we have the cocktail lounge, we have some more right. some more team members, bartenders. Um, so. so the cocktail lounge was a recent addition. Yeah, November. that's brand new. Yeah, right. brand new. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what was the longest time you spent being laid off? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, goodness. Ooh. Yeah. No, that was definitely in I want to say September, October, and it was I want to say about two weeks. That which is a- that's significant considering I'm the marketing, sales, <laughs> media. If I step away, it kind of goes kinda, blackout. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. 
And um, if you don't mind my asking, mm-hmm. uh, what sort of things and you don't have to be specific about that one, maybe, but yeah. what sort of things get you fired? Um, honestly, it it's due to respect. Um, it's your father, but also your boss. Yeah, and that's so tough. it's the balance between saying what you want to say, but also respecting that you're being supported by your father and you have that leniency, but then also he's your boss and you can't say certain (laughs) things that you would say to your father. Um, and you just, you know, the buttons, you know what to push, you know, (laughs) that's a tough tightrope. I gotta say. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And my mother, she works with Delta airlines, um, out in LA. Uh, she's the VP of design and construction. So she's doing the whole terminal. So from Monday to Thursday, She's in LA and then comes home Thursday night and then works with us at so the distillery. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, so she's designing the terminal. <laughs> yeah, she's leading that operation. Wow, like you guys are really busy. We're so busy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not what I was expecting. That your mom. You know, would I didn't know what to expect. But that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's really awesome. That's yeah. Very, cool. very very few women in VP. So positions. she went to Tufts. Oh my gosh. She's, yes. Yeah. She, She's kind of smart, isn't she? Another chemical engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have a, my grandpa has a Ph in physics, PhD, not a Ph, a uh, PhD mm-hmm. in physics. Insanely, he was a professor. And then I have um, more chemical engineers in my family. And then my brother and I just look at each other and we're like the black horses. So. Oh yeah. Chris, yeah. You need balance at Thanksgiving well, and Christmas. I mean, we we you carry bring that. The, you bring that down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And bring them down to earth. We get into reality. We, yeah. we we bring our families down and stuff too. It's everyone around us. We do. Yeah. I mean, I certainly do. I mean, Bridget, just looking. So I so I have not been out to your new cocktail lounge. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, the website. Just looking at this, I mean, it's beautiful, and the lounge itself looks great. Thank you. I mean, so who designed all of this? The cocktail lounge? Yeah. Uh, Snow Krylik. Uh, they're okay. a local architect firm here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually right in the North Loop. Okay. Um, right by kind of like J.D. Hoyt's um, Martin Patrick Three. Yes. Fancyville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fancyville. Um, yeah. Julie Krylik, uh, she's she's the owner, I believe. Okay, um, sure. And she, she had some connections with my mom through Delta and... She really, really helped us out on this project. So okay, mostly my mom and my and uh, Julie and Don, who also works at the architect firm. But okay. um, yeah, no, it was really cool being being my age and having yeah. that exposure to the whole construction process, from design to actually working with um, the construction team. The contra- uh, yep. what, contract, what contractor, contractor. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really fluid fluid kind of business plan maybe i don't know yeah no it, i mean <laughs> it sounded smart yeah, yeah. Listen, it, listen you saw that like sentence yeah, just no, like trailing out when i gotta finish really, it. oh crap i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> so here you go since you're all prepared for today uh, i'll ask some prepared questions like oh, okay. like really yeah what is the i mean how much are you guys making like as far as quantity here i mean i see oh. it you know in the photos i mean we have barrels like what yeah. are you all making by the way. Yeah. Um, at the distillery. Gosh, you know, if you asked us a couple months ago, we would, I would have a better answer. Um, That's okay. Don't worry. We, we make things up. If you don't know it, you yeah, can just guess. Just make, make sure um, that it's good. Gosh. Okay. So 
Um, Just say you're making a trillion whiskey. barrels. A trillion barrels. Um, yeah, vodka. We, okay, so because we have uh, fruit brandies and we do the German style, so we do skin on fermentation. Okay. Mm. Which is a very fancy way of saying that we use the whole fruit in the process. Yeah. It just, yep. it sounds better. Skin on better. fermentation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're creating an applesauce, you're fermenting it, distilling it. Very arduous, co- not cost effective at all versus starting with a, a juice or an apple cider. Sure. Um, so our yield, our volume is going to be smaller mm-hmm. and now that we have the cocktail lounge it can fund more um, expansion on the fruit brandy side so we're seeing you know as I mentioned before we got on on air um, we had three years of inventory of our French oak barreled apple brandy and with the cocktail lounge I depleted it down to one month because I put it in an old-fashioned so the boys are scrambling and mind you that's a a year and a half product to make you know you the fermentation is going to last seven to 18 days uh-huh. after you mash the fruit. Right. And then you need to distill it. And then you need to put it in a barrel for nine months. But you also need to let it sit after the sti- <laughs> distillation process. Right. And so you're trying it. You're like, is it good now to put it in the barrel? So there's, based on what fruit you have, the yeast that you use, now that we have um, more money, uh, we can spend, you know, we can get higher quality in yeast. What do you mean more money? Because you're making more money in the on the yeah. cocktail lounge side. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, you t- you tore through that inventory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. I, it's, I always so wonder, like, cocktail how... lounge. I mean, is there a line outside the door right now? <laughs> it's. It sounds. It sounds very aggressive, but you have to understand that we were all liquor store based, so we we had a great kind of network um, established. Because we're in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. And oh. because our products are a little bit unconventional, they primarily sell better in liquor stores via in-store tastings. And then for locations, bar, restaurants that are interested in having um, fruit brandies or herbal liqueurs, we weren't really designed for, or we didn't create products just to be popped into a cocktail. So we had great distribution, uh, good sales, but it was slower sales like mm-hmm. a brandy you're going to consume within the month two months depends on who you are i didn't want to say <laughs> that but yes <laughs> that guy sponge oh thanks that's that's the pot calling the kettle <laughs> black right there. It kinda is, yeah. I know. uh so i when i we've had We've done things with, uh, what was it, Copper Wing and, and Far North, North actually. And, and Tattersall and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, I, it's like when you go to Germany, you know this, there's a little distillery and a little brewery in every town, basically, or, yeah. or multiples. And they're supported by the community and it's not really any different than uh, like your local bread baker or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. butcher or whatever you've got small shops that make smaller quantities and that and it, they're not really reliant upon wide dis- distribution because yeah. there's the bigger places that do that mm-hmm. so uh in america you know we we got everything down to like four companies that make all of the consumables as far as alcohol and liquor go mm-hmm. and now that's changing again going back to these smaller places and are you guys thriving like are things going well yeah yeah, yeah. um i mean 
things were going well enough for us to say now is a good time to open a cocktail lounge. Yeah, to expand Uh, a little bit. Yeah, there was the demand for it. Uh, People want a place to come and just enjoy your spirits. We see a good amount of volume of just people coming in and doing a flight or just neat pours. Or um, we have these things called 50-50s. So they're half volume size cocktails and they range from aperitif style to uh, more spiritus um, kind of mini cocktails. Okay. Higher ABV, uh, more of your nightcap sippers, mm-hmm. and then um, really true split-based cock or fifty percent cocktails, <laughs> where you take them in hand and you directly cut the volumes in half. Sure. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that, um, and we're creating a little niche market, especially in St. Louis Park, I would say, and for the greater Twin Cities area, because mm-hmm. no one does fruit brandy like us right now. In Minnesota, right? And are you are you right across the? Are you in the same yes. thing as Copper Wing? We are. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very yeah. completely different portfolio uh, portfolios are. and yep. um, vibe. I would oh, say. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not. We we won't say that we're direct competitors because we see people coming to our lounge and then going to Copper Wing afterwards because they. Uh, they make things that we don't make and they mm-hmm. have white Russians and right. uh, just, you know, your bees knees and your really classic cocktails. And we have that just in a very different interpretation. Well, and, and you know, just like there are now so many breweries around or yeah. brew pubs, like we clearly we can support more diversity in these markets. So Copper Wing, you know, there there doesn't seem to be a lot of direct competition or or negative competition really yeah. between the smaller guys. It's, it's all much your, more of a community. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. more collaboration than yeah. competition. It seems uh-huh. like. Yeah. Especially with the distillers guild. Um, I think we have 23 members in the guild. Okay. Um, and that's ranging from all the way up to Halleck, Minnesota with far North. And, yep. um, um, you got Jay Carver, you have loon liquors and Northfield mm-hmm. and just ranging all about. Um, and so it's, a lot of small players coming in and asking equal rights or equal opportunities as the big players. So, um, and you see right now in the news, you know, Tattersall is trying to change the limitation of like, like how much they can produce really. And that's a state law, not a federal. That's a state law. Yep. And so they're looking to move out into a different state. And we beg the question, like, what is that bringing to Minnesotans if uh, one of the largest distilleries is like, hey, we have to leave? Can because- I clarify that with yeah. you for, for anyone listening? What that what you're getting at, Bridget, is that if if Tattersall makes over, well, they can't make over X uh, amount. And I forget if it's 100,000 barrels I or think something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, something Maybe. something along yeah. those lines. And. And so if they want to produce more than that, then they're no longer, they're subject to different laws then. Mm-hmm. Uh, because different taxes. Yeah, you've that. gone from a micro distiller to a full distillery. And you lose your cocktail lounge. And you lose your cocktail lounge. Yep, That's right. Have, That's the other big mm-hmm. thing. And so so to counter that, what one way to get around that would be to move production out of the state so they can produce another you know, 100,000 barrels in another mm-hmm. state. Yeah. And and not be subject to losing their cocktail lounge here in Minnesota, and the question is, what? Why is that good for us? Why do we have laws that that are kind of outdated that restrict Government. people's growth in these areas? I mean, Minnesota is one of the last standing states that still has rules and regulations, laws still in place that date back to the Prohibition era. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 
it's because of, you know, larger producers and lobbyists and, you know, the Surly Bill in 2000, was it 2011? Yep. They changed the game for microbreweries that kind of created a footholding in the economy. And I mean, they've created so much, so many jobs. Um, and that's kind of what the micro distillery sphere is also doing. Yep. But we don't have big players right. in, in, you know, that are willing to fight for us on, on the kind of legislation. Well, Dan's, uh, Dan's doing a pretty, he's doing a Yes. Yeah. He's sort of taken up that mantle from what I understand. Yes. Right. Yes. I think but, it's, yeah. but he can't do it by himself. No, no. And, yeah. and people, I mean, it's not like people are trying to rewrite the laws to hurt anyone or to do These aren't, yeah. these are things that should be eliminated and fixed so that we can, so that we can have, a diversity of products in a community. And, you know, I think early on when the, when breweries and distilleries kind of first started popping up everywhere, and this was a big thing, the idea was that you would, you would build up your little business and then sell to Coors or yeah. to, right. Right. you know, like that was the idea. To and the now other players. Yeah. The, to the, the bigger, you'd get swallowed up. You know, that was, yeah. that was your exit was to get bought by someone else. And now really in most small towns uh, drive through if there's you know more than a few thousand people in the town they've got a little brewery yeah and mm -hmm. it's just a different way to make a living and you're yep. you know that you're not necessarily i think the expectations as owners has changed from let's try and make a name for ourselves and get bought up to mm -hmm. well you know so we're going to be a company that has 10 employees and we could be around 100 years from now and that's yeah, fine what, what's your legacy what are you going to yeah, leave behind exactly. right yeah oh legacy yeah. we like that yeah. On account of this whole thing. And this is, is mm -hmm. and this is perfect. I mean, this is a family owned business. All of you guys are involved in it. Yeah. Do you see yourself getting not involved in it ever? Oh, don't make her expose. Uh, She's like, yeah, believe it. I have my exit strategy. <laughs> well no. said. No. Nice job, no. Bridget. No. Wow. No, I I mean I know you gotta backpedal on that no matter what. <laughs> That's <laughs> I love yes. you, Dad. Uh, I would say the the plan, man. I don't. My you parents. Don't, and, and my 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 know. parents are trying to yeah, plan a I contingency um, plan for for my brother and I. And my father very much wants to keep it within within the family. And this kind of goes into my whole statistics about. Oh, you did bring a computer. <laughs> yeah, okay. family businesses account for seventy eight percent of all new job creation. Um, okay. And they this have, is nationally correct. This is nationally and sixty four percent of GDP too. Yeah. Um, so family businesses can have a lot of opportunity and, I mean, benefit to for the state. Yeah. And just knowing that information and how how families kind of operate and how we do business, conduct business, and how we treat our employees. I mean, I can't speak for, for other businesses because I haven't had that experience per se, um, but I feel like we operate very differently and we, we honor that, we, we like it, and we wanna carry, carry that mission out for St. Louis Park and hopefully bleeds, bleeds larger than that. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wanna leave. Right. I know this. Why, why would you? <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna leave. Yeah. Um, I know this, you know, tends to be looked at as a political issue, but in this case, I think I can bring it up without the politics. Mm -hmm. um, as a small business owner, and I, I would assume that you might kind of run into this too. Uh, the idea of healthcare, or, or excuse me, health insurance in this country, yeah. has always has it was 
it was tied to your job at a corporate mm -hmm. spot. So, you know, back when there were far fewer women in the workforce and men were predominantly the sole breadwinner and they worked for, you know, their entire careers at one company, it made sense that the company provided insurance for them and their family. Mm -hmm. And with all of the small businesses out there, like it's, it's a big drain on people to try and figure out how to get their employees health insurance. And that's why, you know, just one of those things where when you're thinking about, uh, what it would mean to have universal medical coverage for people, yeah. um, at least factor into it, the fact that times have changed and that things, it really, I feel like it would be a boon for small businesses to not have that on their plate, to not have to worry about how that health coverage gets dispersed. So. And we're seeing it pop up on checks already. You know, mm -hmm. your your tab saying, you know, 50, what is it, 15% of your bill? No, no, that's way too high. Is it 15% that I'm, goes into the employee's health care? Um, and that's kind of like an added tax that, that – um, that consumers absorb for the businesses so that we can create a healthier, healthier industry. And, um, you know, we've looked into it and right now it's just, it's so costly to do that for, for our size. Oh, me too. For yeah. my company. It's like, it's an impossible we thing to navigate with, this, yeah. uh, with, you know, we've had a couple companies. I mean, it's, it's hard to do that. And, but, but I mean, you know, to really thrive, you need to have these small companies. You, pop up in communities you and need to make own companies i mean really you just need People to make have to be able to take a risk yeah, yeah you, know? you need to make a friendly environment for small businesses to thrive because this is like what you're doing in the absence of this we're we're all drinking phillips you know mm -hmm. and that's just not cool like this is i <laughs> well, i have maybe for monday bowling but never right. <laughs> never. No, never you don't even no no, no i i pulling honestly out the weller <laughs> Auntie, I see you. <laughs> I honestly. Uh, he brings his own shoes. I can right. Yeah. Oh, I have my own no. bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. I mean, right. I, I got the bag was is a hundred years old, and uh, and the ball that I have, I bought on eBay because someone's or not eBay, but Craigslist because someone stole my my old ball and bag. But like, I'm not heavily invested into this. I just love bowling. But well, bottom line, you're not drinking fellow <clears throat> Phillips. No, and and but, even it, when I buy alcohol these days I do not buy based on cost anymore you know which is right. a, it's a privilege to be able to do that I get that but it's also a responsibility I feel to buy my local you yeah. know makers products so I agree so I you know I very purposefully buy locally made alcohol when I consume it so there you go thank you for that yeah yeah I mean I see it I see the trend especially with my generation as to how you know my, me my friends and I consume alcohol yep. um, and it's it slowly changes as you get a little bit older because you have to consume less otherwise the oh, next day yeah. it's gonna suck yeah um, and you're not even what, old yet what? I had <laughs> my first two-day hangover. It was oh, you what? I had my first two-day hangover. Mind you, it you wasn't really terrible. Got after it. Yeah, that's. I rem from what I remember, I I, I was coherent and yeah. I, well, that doesn't I, I, always matter. No, it was it was the red wine. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and dehydration. Like yeah. it, you have to just keep drinking water. Yeah. Too, because two-day hangovers. That's that's mostly dehydration, I think. I'm guessing. 
Yes. Bridget's quiet on this one. Yeah, well, she's the one that brought it up. No, I know, but she knows. Were you drinking your own product? Never. Yeah, no, I I do, but... I can't wait to try it. Um, We should take a quick break. I I want to talk... uh, I want to find out what liqueurs you're making, because when when I spent time in Germany, like, it did... Anywhere you went, they had a different, like, local... Oh, you've got to try, you know, Wachholder or, or whatever. I forget, but it, you know, corn, uh, yeah. all these different things. That, yeah, yeah. And the monasteries make their own interpretation of their like the Kreuter liqueurs because yeah. they have their mm. garden in the back that they have all of these different herbs like fennel. They have um, different types of roots, and they just harvest it. And in a couple months, they have their liqueur, and they sell it to make a profit to support yeah. support their their whole narrative. And I mean, it's delicious. It's awesome. Yeah, Kreuter is like herb. So oh, translation. Kreuter, See, I don't know this. Yeah, Kreuter liqueur is like. I, I know where I'm going this weekend. Oh, we'll get the hours. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Sounds great. Well, let's <laughs> let's take a break, and we'll come back. Okay. Super. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andalin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit JamesHolmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. Everybody's ready. We're ready. Let's do this. Welcome Se- back. Second Thanks half. for tuning in. Are, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. I love that. It's you know the in in listener land the uh, break is not very long. Right. You know, for us it's been a little while, but it's fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. In in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty seconds and there's so. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> Bridget, so 
When I'm looking Leffel at Holtz. all of... I said it. Yes. Nice Nine out of ten. Uh, yeah. As I'm looking at all of the drinks. <laughs> so who's making your drink? I mean, who's coming up with the recipes? Uh, the spirits recipes yeah. or the cocktail recipes? Cocktail recipes. Ooh. Well, both. Actually, I guess it's a two-parter question. Yeah. <laughs> Twofold. I like how I did that. You're punchy today, too. I know, I know. I can tell. You're trying to pass it off as it's all me punchy, but I see it. I see it. Whatever. Yeah, so um, <laughs> as we talked about a little bit with the, the fruit brandies, having the German-style, German interpretation on it, um, that's very process-focused. Um, and then the herbal liqueurs come from a 200-year-old German recipe book that my father found in Berlin when he was um, going to, oh, what are they called? Uh, the big seminars for distilleries. Mm. Um, so Jägermeister was there, Undeberg uh, were also mm. there at Ziegler, which is a very um, well-known brandy producer, actually right right um, near Frankfurt. And my, this is going on a tangent, but it's a cool story. Sure. Um, <laughs> they are approaching their 100 year anniversary of this pear brandy or apple brandy that they produced. And basically they, it's an eau de vie. So it was sitting in a little canister, glass canister, and they hid it uh, from the two soldiers. So first the Nazis coming in and raiding the distilleries, the breweries, because that's where all the good stuff is. And then the Americans. And so they're approaching the one here, one year, uh, one year, 100, very different. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Anniversary and they're, they're selling it. Um, yeah, they're going to start drinking And it. that's, it's crazy. If, that I mean, is the crazy. Nose on that is phenomenal. Anyway, she knows more about the. Oh, oh I know. I was going to say the nose. I it. know. Like, can you tell me what that means? Oh, we just slog down the stuff. Well, not, that's I know not true. Yeah, we actually do have an appreciation. Well, I do in my old age, but when I was your age, I was you know hitting the yeg. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about it, you know. <laughs> I have no hard feelings about Jägermeister. It's it's good stuff. It's uh, brutal. When uh, <laughs> when Marty, oh god. Should, well, I want to talk about the story? nose. The when nose. You say, yeah. When yeah, you say that, it's on it. Uh, well, it okay. So imagine a Bartlett pear, mm-hmm. and then putting it literally in your nose, like mm-hmm. that. It, it's that. I mean, all. Okay. Of, so if you think about the alcohol and how um, aromas kind of shoot outward, or when when there's air, it clings on to to easily put like movement so if you were to waft a coffee yeah mm-hmm. your hand yeah. over a coffee you smell it yep i mean pear brandy brandy spirits in general just do that automatically because there's a reaction going on and so um i mean i didn't get to smell it i wasn't i wasn't there i was in a crabby mood and my <laughs> father tried so hard to get me to come but i just oh uh, really uh, I was. You missed out on that one. I'm. Are you because you were crabby? I was. God. Let's, this is a safe place. No judgment, please. Yeah. No. No judgment. <laughs> you got it. Anyways, no. so yes. it's. Um, <laughs> it yeah. The air, the, I can assume the aromatics were just uh, phenomenal on that. So that just means a fresh baked pie or something like that. Just so things waft. Yes. Yeah. The so nose. you've got. Uh, you've got all of these different recipes from this two hundred year old book. Yeah. And I think that's what my. It was Mike Swanson, I'm pretty sure, who recommended that we reach out yeah. to you and talk okay. to you. Um, uh, and I think that what he was saying was that there's there's very few producers in the state uh, who are making, the, who are in control of the process from start to finish, basically. Now, he's growing, they're growing their grains on their farm. Yep. 
Um, you're obviously not growing your own pears or apples or, or grapes. apples or grapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, aside from buying that raw ingredient, you're you're making the entire rest of the process is yours. Correct. Um, yes, we just don't we do not make GNS, which is a neutral grain spirit or yep. NGS. Uh, the industry is divided on that. Um, but we have a brandy still. It's a hybrid still, so it's a pot column. Um, it's hand hammered, which means that and I have a photo of this. He looks maybe 20 years old, and he's rotating this big slab of metal underneath a mechanical hammer. And what that does is it creates indentations in the metal, which creates more surface area for those vapors to interact with that metal. And copper is perfect for light body kind of spirits, fruit brandies. Yep. Um, it maintains that that heart of the spirit. So your heads, your tails are unwanted. You can redistill them uh, to create high vo higher volume. But um, your heart is what creates all the flavor, the body, the aromatics, the nose. Um, the nose. The nose. Yep. So um, that's kind of our still. It's three plates. Um, and I vodka still which is a neutral grain spirit has upwards of 30 some plates some even have 78 it's it's insane but for us to put a vodka through our still we would have to do that eight nine times and sure. the cost of associated with that is just so it, it would be a burden so right. we we buy mass-produced gns which uh, to be told, that's kind of like what Phillips is. Uh, their vodka is just neutral grain spirits. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So we do that. We incorporate it into our gins and our herbal liqueurs, and uh, we do a slow maceration. So we use true botanicals and spices, um, and we let it sit in big kind of storage containers for a couple months, and then you filter it out, and you have your liqueur, and then you add some invert sugar to sweeten it up and make it a little bit more approachable. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, so the brandies, uh, but you're making the mash there and like you're, yes. Yeah. Yep. So the, so the, the things that, uh, for which, uh, neutral green spirits, right. Or mm -hmm. green neutral spirit, whatever it is, yes. uh, <laughs> for you can co correct him. Oh, it's yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. It goes both go. ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, for, for the, Spirits that you make for which that's the the base and the best base for it, um, you're not you're not making that product yourself, but you do make your own brandies. Are yes, like basically all in house. Yep. Yep. Cool. Because you you so because we're using the whole fruit, you ferment it, um, and basically the you add manufactured yeast into it yeah. which goes after like the sugars and um basically the enzymes are released and it creates an alcohol which you can then distill um so it that's a closed loop production so once you get your apples or your pears or your grapes you can make an end product and yeah. really you can make a spirit from even walnuts if you wanted sure. to it's it's yeah. difficult mm -hmm. and it would be very expensive but you can anything do with it, sugars right? in it basically yeah right? anything yeah. with sugar more yeah. or less um and so, yeah, that was, was that? Yeah, no, 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 no <laughs> yeah. that's good. That's right. How big is your place over in St. Louis Park, like uh, square footage? Like square we, footage. Um, you might not know exactly. But, so you know, the cocktail, like, oh. yeah, I can't, I can't remember if it's 20,000. Sure. Um, or maybe we'll I'm 20. missing that up with a percentage, but the cocktail lounge can only be 20, 
25% of your total square footage. Okay. So if our max capacity yeah. is 75 people, you can kind of get an idea yeah. of mm -hmm. how big the distillery is sure. on the other side. That's pretty big. It's is it roughly the same size as uh, Copper Wing, like kind of close to that? Uh, we're a smidge bigger because our cocktail lounge doesn't eat into the distillery. The actual, we yeah. we expanded into the next place, nice. uh, the next door. Um, so we created a whole space and then we created barrel stair, a mm -hmm. barrel storage in the cocktail lounge that would um, satisfy that percentage. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Cool. Which is interesting because when Copper Wing opened up, uh, it was the first distillery uh, yeah. in St. Louis Park. And so they created an ar arbitrary number for percentage wise, like what the cocktail <laughs> lounge should be to the distillery, which is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, Wait uh, a minute. And yeah. people say they don't, you know, they hate politicians and they don't can't stand politics and stuff. But like especially local politics, it really does have an impact on things. Yeah. You know, the, someone has to make these decisions. Yeah. Right. So you might as well put, put the time and effort into it. Yeah. And try and find people who are going to, you know, who you trust to make good decisions. Cause it's like, right. you know, so you have quite a important. menu. I guess that was the second part of the question. The yeah. yeah. I mean, so who is the, who is coming up with Cocktail your menu? Here. Basically all of these cocktails, very much a team effort. Yeah. Um, Are you part of this team effort? Are you yeah. the taster? Are I, you the... I'm the bar manager. Um, okay. So I, before I built the team, I already had an idea of what I wanted the menu to look like. Mm -hmm. And that is the brandy cocktails, the 50-50s, um, and just different interpretations. And then obviously some fun, cool, unique flavors. Um, out of probably everyone, I understand the products the most in terms of flavor pairings just because I was always on the streets doing tastings and explaining the products and to bartenders and bar managers as to what pairs with what um, mm -hmm. that's how you entice someone to maybe pick up your product and apply it into a cocktail so when I built the team I had the best understanding but they brought all the cool ideas um, mm -hmm. things that sure. I didn't think I wanted to do because they would be too difficult and they're like no 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 take my hand and we will do this journey together. So, um, yeah, we have a cool, cool cocktail coming out on Wednesday. It's the green machine and it's, Oh God, goodness. It's barrel gin, uh, lime, peppermint, oleo, citric acid, and avocado. The avocado adds mm. lipids, which adds like nice texture yeah, yeah. to it. I have got to pull it together. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I am. I mean, you're killing me. Yeah. You know, I, I love this. Yeah, it's really I, cool. I love it because I grew up with quantity, not quality. <laughs> you know, so right. I do. I mean, the other night, well, last night, actually, we went and had a cocktail, Sam and I did, mm -hmm. um, which was fantastic. I mean, I love that was at Martina. Yeah. <gasps> That place is so good. It oh. is so good. Um, but I mean, <laughs> what, I'm just what? sitting here. I, I get paid on Friday. I can't think about Martina right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I know. It's, it's right. a little on the pricey side, but it's, it's oh, worth it's it. So it's worth it. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so I have really, I, I do, I love to swing in and have one. Well, maybe two. But it's but, beautiful. It's yeah. really, yeah. it's really um, a nice experience. Yeah, so you a guys, good cocktail. You have a little food there too. Yeah, that uh, this is probably 
I, I love this part of my job. So we work very closely with France 44. It actually dates back. They were the first liquor store that actually picked up picked us up sure. uh, four years ago. Um, and my so, favorite liquor store. They're, they're oh, my, great. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the are. selection with wine and that you walk in and you know that someone there has the knowledge to help you. It's Whereas like the old you, record store that you it, always talk uh, about. So that's... I mean, now we're plugging France 44, but I mean, I go we there and I, and I, I've got my, my folks that I like there that, you know, I'm like, can you direct me? And it's just wonderful. I love it. Especially with wine. I, I rather spend four or five bucks more on a bottle of wine, knowing that it's going to pair better with my meal mm-hmm. versus walking into a liquor store and having hundreds of wines in front of you and, and saying, no I have I, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot. Oh, up, I, I mean, totally. You can look at the alcohol percentage. You can pick up on certain words to figure out if it's going to be full body, dry, tannic, what have you. But I, I can't do that. But you I can't. love the no, no, no. no I just look I at it. Ask. Like, I, I, yeah. I just ask, good. and then I'm like, okay, good. But I love the fact that you do know all. Of, I mean, you are so of course. So they so a partnered distillery. with you. Yeah. So we work with the uh, Mora. Uh, she's kind of like the cheesemonger um, yeah, at huh? France 44 and Benjamin who runs the the cheese and meat program or the whole whole deli. And um, we worked with them to do specific cheese pairings. So we have a Gorgonzola Dolce that works phenomenal with our Eau de Vie pear brandy because it has a ton of, of course it does. fats and proteins in it. <laughs> yeah. So it covers the palate, takes away the abrasiveness of, of the spirit, slows down the evaporation. So what you're left is with a very juicy Harrelson apple. And then we have a Pleasant Ridge, which is a raw cow cheese that works great with the pear brandy. And then um, a Red Barn, three-year Red Barn cheddar, which after three years, the proteins break down. They crystallize, great texture. <laughs> and that works phenomenal with our French uh, barreled apple brandy. So long story short, they they really guided us through the whole pairing process. And you know that it's going to be good stuff when you walk in. It's not just through um, a large wholesaler. It's I go there. I know pretty much everyone there by name now because I go there three, four times a week to get the fresh bread. To why can't all that. Americans make brochin? Uh, oh, there's one. In, no, there. Yes. Oh, are you going to say on Central? No, go ahead. Oh, where's my phone? He, he's in. He's in Min, uh, North Minneapolis. Uh, he's from Germany and he makes like the like the really good Schwarzbrot uh, with like all of this the seeds. Oh, black dark bread. Black bread. Yeah, yes. dark bread. Yeah, and he makes. He's known for his um, the pretzel, his, which are the pretzel loaves. Are you talking about the the like really dark rye bread that's like the, that's thin and kind of damp? Yeah. You know, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, but there's there's God, also I love another that one. stuff. They and, don't have that. He's in North Minneapolis, huh? I think so. They, okay. And he makes that here. Yes. He yeah, because that stuff's. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's primo. But what about brochin? Does he make brochin? Uh, he does. And are but they good? Uh, I would say they're they're good. Yeah, f- uh, from like a German standard, I think that they're pretty average. I would buy probably his the pretzel bread and then this other bread that he makes only on Sundays. It's like either Saturdays or Sundays, and I complete. I'm blanking on you the are, name. You are. Well, I'm looking at that. I mean, seriously, Bridget, you got this. So this is. <laughs> I mean, you, you you are killing me. I I am going this. So you p- are pairing these things. At, yeah. At uh, this distillery mm-hmm. yeah so when you order your drink you can order 
something with it is what yeah. you're saying so we I, that we, is great we made the cheese board for the brandy flight um we uh-huh. made the charcuterie board for the gin aquavit flight so there's kind of different um fat contents in the meats and different like flavors dryness and all of that so that is really nice for a higher proof spirit so like our our gin is sitting at 96 proof okay. and then we have um, a combination board which is the domfert board so that's if you want the best of everything that's, I want the that's, best. I want the yeah, best. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm getting. Is it uh, uh, is this Akai's or Aki's Breadhouse? Is this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. How do you pronounce this? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't want to butcher that. I mean, it's Aki's? it's like it's Aki, Aki. it's three stinking letters with an apostrophe. I mean, it. It's in North Minneapolis, right? Is this yep. where? It, yep, Northeast sorry? Minneapolis, Aki's. It's got to be Aki's. Probably. It's gotta be. I mean, it's three letters. It's A-K- rarely do I see you stumped. A K I with an apostrophe S. I mean, it's Aki, right? Aki. Okay. No, it's gotta be Aki. Uh, anyway, is that the one? Is that- I, it sounds. I think so. I, I honestly, my my mother picks up the bread. Sure. It looks. I mean, yes, it, they're yes, showing it is. the pretzel stuff. Yes. Yeah. Four point nine stars. Two hundred and four reviews. This is a All very right. nice plug. 2506 oh. Central Avenue, Northeast Minneapolis. Broach and hard I rolls. Kosher of me. Oh. <laughs> it's all good of you. No worries. I mean, it's really, yeah. You're good. Awesome. You're good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with. That's, yeah. That's cool. Cause uh, like how bread can be so different and so good. And I know some of it's like the milling and the, you know, the lack of chemicals and stuff like that, that the, that the butter. So how many, so how many different cocktails, what's the rotation? You've got like, I mean, quite (laughs) a bit of different cocktails. So what you're looking at is the cocktail inspiration. So those are actually cocktails that I created, um, in conjunction with our distillery. This, this stuff is all, is all me that's, um, featuring other different types of spirits wow. and it's typically three to four ingredients. Uh-huh. So if you go to our website, you'll see the cocktail lounge and cocktail inspiration. So yep. if you have a product of ours and you're looking for cocktails at home that you, you know, you have control, you know, you have simple syrup, you know, that you have maybe some French absinthe, you can find a cocktail on the cocktail inspiration okay. page that will line more. Whereas the things that we make in our cocktail lounge, yep. we can only use the spirits that we create. Sure. So that's, yeah. Yep. Here's our, we do put our menu right online. You do. But that yes. will be changing Wednesday. So. Okay. So that, and that changes how often? Typically, this is a little unconventional because we ran, literally ran out of fruit brandy. You ran out. I know. I put it in an old fashioned. That was a right. rookie move. I should have put like <laughs> something else. Those old fashions go down like, Old fashioned. Yeah, well, it's a smoked salted maple syrup and apple brandy, and we're with, there's a ton of Wisconsinites and Minnesotans, and they're like, my grandma, I grew up with my grandma drinking this. I want to try it. I'm like, I'm I glad. Love I'm glad. Fashions, good old fashioned. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned Wisconsin in that yeah. in that sentence because, uh, and I'll just throw out some some facts that I'm making up on the fly. Are we um, getting these like Scani facts? Yeah, Scani facts. Okay. Um, of Wisconsin accounts for roughly 96% of all old fashioned 
sales and consumption is my guess. I mean, how in the world are you just like, (laughs) if you, if you go on Reddit, there is hot debate on what an old fashioned is. And there's a big difference in Wisconsin old fashions and just old fashions in general. What is the difference? They use seven up or Sprite and it's a A little splash. I, yeah. And they also use not all of them, not everywhere. No, no, but it it is an acceptable thing to put a splash of, of, Seven uh, up. up or Sprite on top of a, a those I don't yeah. really care for. No, but I mean, I like a Manhattan. I, old fashions are a little bit too sweet for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time in Wisconsin and a lot of time in rural Wisconsin. And you it's ever like, noticed like when you talk about a drink that you can almost taste it. Yeah. Are you getting thirsty, Jim? Yeah. I, I mean, am. I taste it I right am. now. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 12, when you 21. say it's a little sweet, I'm like, yeah, sometimes it is a little sweet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a little too sweet. I don't like it if it's too sweet. Yeah. I'd rather have it, have the sweetening agent be a little bit more viscous. Mm-hmm. So we, we you, do. You used words he doesn't even know. No, I, I, I can. Viscous this, means thick. I'm just yeah. yeah. He knows. So, I'm teasing. He knows how to manipulate paint and stuff. So he gets, he understands viscosity. Good. I do. I mean, the rest of the stuff you were talking about, no. No. Everything. No. Are, I mean, I wish I did. I know him well enough to know when he's like, uh huh. And he's got that blank look behind it all. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, what do you do for fun? Like, like okay, like, so you're 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 in the cocktail thing. You really are very knowledgeable about all this, or at I least mean, Bridget, we believe you, you could be. You could at, be. At, you know, like at, you know, if you sat down for a cocktail, you would be intimidating. You know, if someone's behind the bar, I mean, you know your stuff. Well, it, to be fair, Jim, it could all be bullshit. No, we know. We it's don't bad. know enough to oh, call her out me. on any of this. She could be making things up. My hands are sweating. You figured me out. There's no, there's one thing I know. There's no bullshit with Bridget. I know. I'm teasing. Zero. Uh, I mean, this is the fantastic thing with being a family business. You can poke your nose in on anything, op- any opportunity um, to, to learn about the spirit and this is again a tangent but you see all these bartenders doing these competitions and they're going to the actual producers of like mezcal and different tequila joints and the farms really Mm -hmm. and that's because they want to be fully involved and knowledgeable on the process and have some sort of connection that's not just for one product or one producer that's for myself all of the products that we make and then also being exposed to to this industry in Minneapolis and having really passionate people that are thriving in this food and beverage industry that we're, we're experiencing right now. And um, really people are saying like, hey, yeah, take my hand and I will walk you through this process. And I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful for that yeah. opportunity. I love the, I love just the idea of you working with your family too like the, I, I do too the idea of the family business like i know i know that that's hard i know that it's not easy <laughs> to work you know alongside your parents and your brother and whatever every day like but uh throughout human history that's probably what's got to be more common than not you know this is a very old thing for us yeah. to work alongside our family members so yeah so you and your mom sometimes are behind basically the bar Um, actually it's the whole family behind the bar. So I, my parents, my parents, my brother don't touch the cocktails. 
Um, I really leave that up to the bartenders. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Do you some... not allow them to <laughs> Like if your mom's not designing terminals, of course, right. you know, I mean, then she might be over there. I, I, the reason why I don't let my father touch a cocktail is a gin and tonic that's supposed to be standard two ounces of gin turn into not that. So <laughs> I love it. I want your dad wow. to pour drinks. But <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So Classic German. we're there on the weekends, polishing glassware, taking orders, um, mm-hmm. just because we, I'll be frank, we haven't built a big enough team um, that we really rely on our the family to kind of step in when it gets crazy busy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. and it's hard to, I mean, it's, it's hard to anticipate need and it's hard to have people work you know well I really only need you on Wednesday and Friday from six to eight you know or whatever yeah. like you, until you have until you have even a, even your average restaurant you know like overstaffs cuts people then understaffs other nights and stuff it's hard to do that consistently and figure it all out so. yeah and only being open from Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah. So you're not open Monday, Tuesday. So that means there's less, sh- less shifts. And then on Sunday we do a coffee clutch. So we don't have cocktails. It's, it's just my mom and myself and we work with honey and rye bakery and they make custom German cakes and pies for us. And then we have dogwood coffee and we really encourage that brandy sounds, flights what? and all of that. I am glad you like that. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing that's yeah. going on Coffee there. Clutch. So it's basically, it's kind of gossip hour in uh-huh. Germany. Um, all the Omas get together and then talk about their little kin. Uh-huh. Um, but they have brandy, they have their coffee, and then they have a big slice of Budokuchen, which is a butter cake. It's primarily mm, butter, butter at that cooking. point. Mm. Yeah. Do you do... That uh, sounds wonderful. Yeah. Do you have like uh, Elf or uh, Beer Pause? No, are you so like the like the whole cheersing kind of or at at eleven o'clock in the morning when I lived in Germany and, oh. and worked all the old men. I mean, the, honestly, yeah. uh, like eleven o'clock. There's like it's break time, right? Yeah. But it's very acceptable during that break to have one or perhaps two beers. <laughs> Depends on on the type of break. Uh, so you get your little brooch in and your and your different salamis or whatever your different meats and and schmear keza and then you sit there and you have your little your little 11 o'clock brochin and then you finish it with a beer and the oldest guys would always have a vock holder so mm. uh, you know jagermeister basically sure. yeah a Kreuter liqueur okay yeah all right, mm. I'm starting you a new petition. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> I'm not I don't know how I would work after I that. Like if, a thick I'm not sure how I would lunch. either. I, mean, I wonder I'm if not. that was a regional, it could have been a regional thing, you know, or something. Uh, it's it's kind of like the same thing as a siesta, sounds like. When well, Spain, siesta sounds more productive. Ah, uh, the siestas, they're like gone for two hours during the day and they just go take a pause somewhere. Yeah, like a nap, right? Yeah, something. So you can, I think so that's, you can yeah. party all night? Is that I right? Think, well, I don't I, know about think, the party all I night. I think so I'm you can be productive after Butchering this. <laughs> Who knows? I can't do anything. Us Americans, after. we need to get our work schedules figured out. We do. So we yes, can just all collaborate do. if we all leave at 11 and, or let's Two be realistic, hours. 1045 so we can be by the, be at the bar or yes. restaurant at yes. 11 <laughs> promptly. Well, they don't go <laughs> to the bar. They don't go to the bar. It's just like... Oh, is I'm it just saying, in their lunch like, box? Beer is everywhere in Germany. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the, like uh, I was amazed, but you know, like that work site, there were just crates of 
They're yeah. these returnable bottles with returnable uh-huh. plastic crates, you know, a flat of beers. And they'd just be stacked in the corner. And no one stole anything ever. Like they're very, so same thing at the high school. We, we, uh, we spent time at the high school and there's a room that is open basically to the public, which means the kids too, but you can go in and, and like the girl I was dating had, they did some sport acrobatic team or something. Right. But when you took a break from doing that, they would all walk into this little room, each grab a beer out of the big stack of beers in the corner, put put their uh, five Deutschmarks in the in the little thing mm-hmm. and then leave. And then there'd be kids and come in and out of there. No one steals beer. Like little Jimmy would have been taking that beer. Like I said, quantity. <laughs> I grew up in Crystal. So, uh, you know, that explains something. If did you, know you grow up in Minnesota? I did. Yeah, yeah. She knows. In St. Louis Park. Knows. Right across the border, Edina. Oh, yeah. Edina. Yeah. Fancy. Did you go to camp? No. Okay. Just curious. No. Oh. I usually was sent off to my, my family in Germany. Oh, the, sure. For the that's summer. even, sister. wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So the question was, yeah. So Bridget, I mean, you are, <laughs> I mean, you are extremely busy and very knowledgeable. What, and I'm trying to get a dog. <laughs> of course you are. Why wouldn't you just I'm, get, um, do get a dog? Thing? You know, why not just God, keep dogs? But what, what it's do you do It's a lot of work. Fun? What do I do for fun? Um, I do bouldering. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a very calming. I mean, it's it's so low judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's there's so many different levels. You can challenge yourself. That's what I do for fun. Otherwise, goodness, when the weather is nice, I just like to be outside yeah. because I, as you can tell from the images, the cocktail lounge is pretty dark. Um, and then it being is. in a distillery well, by dark in a all the time. good way. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah, listen, did that come out like the way? Yeah, it is. It's dark in a good way. I mean, it's cozy, yeah, you know, it's like, cozy. like I am like, yeah, it's, I mean, Jim's ideal drinking cave, you know, <laughs> listen, Amber is going to be surprised when I say, let's go for a drive <laughs> and then we just pull up, Yes, you know, yes. it's going to be like, Ooh. It is. It is sort of in a like a little industrial spot there. Yeah. So there's not cool. a lot a of great, windows. It, it's great it's area. cool, and I love where it is, and it looks beautiful. But I can see why you would want to spend a little time outside. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Of course. I mean, you're working with your family. I mean, it's a <laughs> yeah. lot. You know. Yeah. Well, that's such a good question because I've been trying to find a hobby. Okay. I oh, think- you don't know how to have fun. Is that what you're saying? Well, it, I was <laughs> I just reading this cool. I, I was just reading this cool article about how my generation, our hobbies turn into a side hustle. Like sure. they have to yeah. bring you some benefit outside of just wanting to have fun. Sure. Um, and I think it's actually quite difficult for people that have busy schedules to find just time or peace doing something that you want to do without feeling regret. For just like taking a couple being, hours. Like you're not being productive. You're not being productive. It's not earning yeah. you money. It's not gaining you momentum in your maybe your job or something like that. And, you know, I've, I've you know, as we kind of talked about off air about how women right now are really leading, leading, leading the way in the food and beverage industry, which is predominantly male. Yes. I have, you know, the James Beard winners yeah. um, right now. We have two two locations that 
two chefs that are, are women and we're doing a, a a dinner kind of fundraiser celebration event and all of these women from the industry are gathering and I would like to think that that would be my hobby networking and trying to move the industry further further but mm-hmm. oh my goodness that's a side hustle in itself and it's so it time is. consuming but th- that's very interesting I mean I I I agree. I mean, I think it's hard to do. It's hard to have a hobby right yeah. now. It's hard to kind of just do something for fun. I mean, I go for a bike ride, but then I'm but but even that, I'm not sure I'm relaxed during the ride. It's all about the destination. And it's all contingent. Which is a distillery, by the way, <laughs> usually. <laughs> we do have the Cedar Trail. Just saying. The bike trail that comes yes. through. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know what I mean, I don't know what a hobby would be. What are your guys' hobbies? Bike riding to bike riding. distillery or brewery. Starting businesses. Starting businesses, but that's not. <laughs> so but that's not. That's what you know. It goes into the whole point of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everything we do is a hustle. I think. And I, I want to talk. Just we're we're well into our thirty minutes Sorry. again. Sure. No, it's all right. We can. No, no. no one cares. This no, is. We I can mean, do look anything we this want is, to. It's our show. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We can do it. Anything we want. Yeah. Um. No. It, so women in business and women, you know, advancing and people of color advancing and, and all of this, it's, I think that people often sort of think that if, if this group rises, then the other ones fall. Like there's, there's, there's a finite amount of space for things to happen or something. And mm-hmm. I, and I was, I explained this to my kids, like, like, even though clearly I favor my daughter over the two boys because she's much cuter and well, and she's smarter and stronger there and better you go. all she's around. She's more powerful. Oh my. She's not. She's just, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. She's, she's everybody's favorite. But anyway, but there isn't, there isn't uh, a finite amount of space for me to love my children. I actually love them all equally, you know? Yeah. So it, it, where it seems like the addition of another one might detract from the, love given to the other two it doesn't actually it's it's, it's a different love it's all the same you know yeah. it's i mean it's all the same as in uh there's there's a an infinite ability to add more mm-hmm. space for love if you want yeah. to do that and and i think that's sort of true like in business and in in adding our our less fortunate or less advantaged uh, people in the community, adding them into the business world, I think is for some men can sort of sound like, well, then what am I going to do? There's not yeah, enough room for me. Like I'm going to get pushed out. Yeah. I'm going to get pushed out. And I just don't see it that way. I see it right. like yeah. it, there's room for us all to be here and room for us to have awesome, awesome things because now we're including all of these people whose ideas were not included before. And mm-hmm. to watch, to watch what, what people not traditionally in these industries are coming up with is awesome. Yeah. When I, before I got into this, into this position, I read this book called creativity Inc. It's written by the CEO of Pixar. And so before, um, movies were pixelated or made into digitized like that. Digitalized. Yeah. Um, he, he breaks up how to lead a group of creative people when you're not creative yourself. And I think that feeds into the whole, like 
your office is you're going to be so different in your capacity to the person you sitting right next to you. Totally. And how do you insert your opinion? How do you lead a team? How do you, um, how do you change your way of thought to be more a part of a group? And it's not mm-hmm. that you have to give up really anything. It's not like you're losing opportunity. You're, you're, kind of being malleable to everyone else's different perspective and I think that's kind of going into the whole you know women really getting their opportunity and voice in Minneapolis is that the the guys that I know is that they're learning so much with with us and they're really not I mean you unless you're doing a crappy job, then you're going to get fired, but you're not going to get <laughs> well, fired. Well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, right. that's that, very different. That's the, that's but the... you're not missing out. You're not losing anything by growing all right. together. No. Well, that's how you grow. And in fact, you should have equal expectations. Like if, you know, you can't, you can't elevate anyone, man, woman, you know, whatever. Uh, you can't elevate them if they're not doing their best for your company or for the, you know, if they're not a good employee, they're not a good employee. But, but if you, you know, you, if you don't tap into that pool of diverse thought, then you never get the the best outcome. And I was, I've had a lot of employees or people I've worked with over the years. And it's, there's always an instinct when someone who's maybe good at their job, but you don't like their personality so much. There's always this instinct to like get rid of them because that person, though they're good at what they're doing, they challenge my beliefs or they challenge my thoughts yeah. on things and I'm tired of them. And I always sort of think, well, no, actually I, I really need to keep that person around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, one more thing about this book, because I think it was so interesting. So the CEO had a long, long kind of, you know, office table where they would have their meetings. And what he started to realize is people were getting becoming less collaborative because what would happen is they would all stand around the table and wait for the higher ups to go in and sit down in their respective places. And then everyone would fill in kind of tier wise. And then at that point, you're in a tiered system and you don't feel like you have a place or opportunity to talk. And he realized that he recognized it and he actually took out this huge table and made it a round one sure yeah because a circle is equal um Mm -hmm. you're not far you know so after doing that he realized that people were being so much more collaborative and everyone deserves a seat at the round table yeah um that's That's, kind of that's this yeah that's this except for it's rectangle yeah it's not round no. <laughs> Me and Bridget picked you just, up on that right away. You just ruined it. I, what I meant was that <laughs> now, now our listeners are like, oh, it's, it's not, not a round, round table. table. Yeah. Now they know. You can't yeah. give them glimpses into our world, Jim. It's okay. Um, they could figure out it wasn't round by listening. Really? I don't know. I don't think so. Hey, that's the artist. He's like. <laughs> You can tell by the way they they use their words that it's a square table. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think I talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you don't. Um, uh, well, I'm certainly very very happy that you're out in the community doing what you're doing. This was really Thank fun you. talking to I you am too, Bridget. Yeah. I mean, y- you have a huge force. Yeah. You, you know? Oh, thank you. So and it's I, very cool, and I'm glad you. And you're kind of just starting out. I mean, yeah. You know, you're not like you're not like baby young but you're you're young you got a lot of time to watch all this happen and a lot of time and i have a i have really good guard dogs i have my my brother my Mm -hmm. father and my mom who are 
perpetually yeah. looking out for me. And I mean, that I think that's the best scenario for someone my age and my kind of position to have someone that will undeniably have your back. It's it's hard to come by. And I had yeah. that right from the get go. So, well, yeah, and no matter where. Pretty cool. Yeah, no it matter is. where it ends up, I mean, this is fantastic experience for you, too. So, dark. so yeah. <laughs> as, as we're winding down, can you give folks, um, where can they find you? What would you like I to love that we do let this. everyone know about? Yeah, so we have a website, thedumpworkdistillery.com. Or wait, no, it's, ooh, it's, it's just thedumpwork.com. My, my apologies. Ooh. That's okay. <laughs> um, they just Google you. Anyway. Just Google us. Do you want to spell us. it for people, though, that don't really yeah. understand that it's a German yeah. word? And can you exp- can you define it for us? Yeah, Dampfwerk is um, it's a play on words. It means steam works, and steam is crucial for the distillation process, primarily for uh, fruit brandies because vapors are very delicate. They cling on to delicate flavors, so it's kind of a play on words. Mm-hmm. Um, it is D as in Daniel, A as an apple, and I'll stop there. M P F as in Frank, W E R K. Yeah. Um, and we have a little interactive map where you can find the liquor stores that that you can find us on shelves. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't updated it quite quite recently. And uh, we do that around here too. Good, good. Uh, websites are so hard to upload or change. Anyway, trust me, we're sure fixing that. Are. <laughs> We're yeah. fixing that. We got it. We'll tell you about it later. Yeah. Good. Um, and I mean, we have our cocktail lounge that is new. You walk in, you still smell the fresh paint. So um, we are right by Bunnies. If you know oh, where know that bunnies. is. Bunnies is an institution right it over is. there. We've so, got the Bunnies Northeast is we, right across the street. Bunnies yes. too is across the street. Yeah. Yes. This is, I think this is the original Bunnies. It is oh, the it for original. Sure is. Yeah. yeah. In St. Yeah. Louis Park. So yeah. right out, off of Excelsior. Um, and if we have any listeners in Wisconsin and Illinois, we are also in those states. So. Yeah. We lost all of them because we, we insult <laughs> Wisconsin all the time. <laughs> we do. Not today. We were quite... Were we nice? Yeah, I actually spent spent half my life in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's good. I love Wisconsin. I love it, but I love making fun of them just about as much as I love making. I think it's vice versa too. Yeah, 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 I know that. I I think there's a lot of a lot of love back and forth. (laughs) You're right. Uh, All right. Okay, so that's where folks can find you. I'm I'm really looking forward to swinging in. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll swing by for sure. All right. Well, thank you for thank you taking a little chance on us here and coming in. You really didn't know very much about what you were getting into today, did Very you? ambiguous email that you sent. Yeah, I know. I kind of love that. <laughs> I do that on purpose. Like, you get everyone else to put in the work to do the research, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> coming for a show, here's our email. Okay, right. sir. <laughs> I will, I guess, click this link. <laughs> you were highly it. recommended. Yeah. So, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. Well, thank right. you for coming in, Bridget. Sorry, Bye. Bye, guys. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care.